Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. We have made it, ladies and germs. Happy Friday Eve to you. Mark Aram with you till 8 in the p.m. Leading up to a very busy 4th of July weekend. In case you're wondering, Low T. Chuck, the, uh, according to the, the data, the, the number crunchers, mm-hmm. the worst time to be on the roads over the next week is going to be in Metro Atlanta, July 5th, 5 to 7 p.m. Okay. So keep the, I'll be out of town. So you guys are good. Good luck with that getting into work. I'm out. Uh, yeah, oh, you're out too. I'll be in Montana. Wanna go? I'll be here. All right. Deb Green Working. will be here. I'll be here at 5 a.m. Okay, good. Yeah. Just stay here then. Because okay. 5 to 7 p.m. Yeah. on July 5th will be the worst. It's just another uh, chance for me to remind you uh, Atlanta's best traffic coverage here throughout uh, the holiday weekend, throughout the holiday week, and really Monday through Sunday. We, we got traffic covered like uh, blank on blank. Mm-hmm. Um, when you were a kid, do you remember, and I'm talking to the listeners now, not exactly Chuck. I'm just looking at Chuck because he's got a, a rugged jawline. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you remember words that, uh, you know, would catch like wildfire in, in high school? Like all of a sudden there'd be a new slang word oh. and it was like, that was the new it word. It reminds me of um, Mean Girls, the movie Mean Girls. So fetch. When she's trying to say fetch, and the, the girl goes, "Stop! Fetch is not going to happen. Stop trying to make fetch happen." <laughs> like, all, like just the 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 way the the and I, I don't know if this is uh, in other languages as well, but in the in the English language in America anyway, I don't know about uh, in in England, but the like new words are created all the time, and some of them don't really catch on, and others do, uh, and and we're doing a preparing a millennial match game of current slang. A reverse millennial match game where I'm going to be asked or, or someone my age will be asked what current slang words mean. It's fantastic. And I, I uh, might be the best contestant on this because I don't know at all what the kids these days are saying for slang. Do, do you remember any slang phrases when, when you were in, in middle school or high school or, or like just words that you used all the time as, as kids and maybe not so much? Or maybe you do still use them as adults. I still use cool a lot. Cool. Yeah. That's yeah. probably really outdated. But that's an actual word. Well, <laughs> I understand that, but. Yeah. You know. Yeah, uh, every email you send me is like, okay, yeah, everything, cool. Everything, yeah, everything's cool. Yeah, everything's cool. cool. Happy that's connecting. Just... Okay, cool. Happy <laughs> connecting. Um, so you remember um, Back to the Future? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Michael J. Fox kept getting me like, oh, man, that's heavy. Oh, yeah. And Doc Brown's <laughs> like, what? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? Yeah. <laughs> like, because, you know, if you take some Our of these things, things literally. So I just wanted to talk about slang here. And uh, Deb Green, actually, it was intern Jake, I think. Uh, Deb. Uh, it was me. <laughs> it was me. Uh, pulled up, uh, like, a list of slang words, the most popular slang word. Okay. In every year between 1926 wow. and nice. 2006. That's the bee's knees. That, that, I'm going to find Please tell me that's on there. Uh, well, I'll go to the older ones first, but All I want right. to do, like, I'm going to start in high school. What year did you graduate high school, Chuck? 97. 97. All right, so the most popular slang word in 1997, do you want to guess what it was? Uh, I, 
I don't have any idea. It has nothing to do with milking cows or I'm anything sure in Montana. <laughs> and well, I don't even the know problem it... is I live way up north. I probably didn't even hear the word Exactly. Before. All right. Uh, the most popular slang word in 1997, jiggy. Jiggy. Oh, <laughs> getting jiggy with it. Yeah, okay. getting jiggy with it. Will Smith, 1997. Yeah. How about that? What about you, Longoria? 95. 95. The most popular slang in 1995, as if. As if from the movie Clueless. As if, and you still use this to this day, Longoria. I'd be like, Longoria, you want to die, Doctor Pepper? And you go, as if. (laughs) I was. I graduated. (laughs) I graduated. This makes no sense for me, by the way. I don't know why this was the most popular slang word or phrase in 1991 when I graduated high school. This this makes me. This under uh, actually explains a lot about my personality. I think the most popular slang phrase in 1991 when I graduated high school, tidy whities. That's not a slang. That's just a description. I, I, I guess that's when it first. I bet it, that's when it really took off and people started using it yeah. all the time. And I think it was born again. Back to the movies. The the you know the impact movies have had on our lives is pretty significant. Um, I think that was the year that Wayne's World came out. And remember, Wayne was wearing tidy whities and one or something. <laughs> I, I think yeah. that might be the origin. But that's very sad. Nineteen ninety one is uh, was. Uh, that was the most popular slang word or phrase. All right, I'm going to start in the beginning. I'm not going to go through this whole list, but I just want to talk about this. Uh, 1926, the most popular slang word was gold dig, like gold digger. Yeah. For a woman interested in a man only for his money. That seems very advanced for 1926. Yeah, was Kanye West back then? I don't know. <laughs> it's Kanye kind of, West's grandfather. I mean, it's hung on. We would have had the early 1900s gold rush. The gold right? rush. But I think also because of, you know, the big stock market crash, like the, sure. the roaring 20s. Yeah. Women were just looking for, uh, looking for, for a dude with money. For a dude with money. Uh, in 1927, the It Girl. It Girl was the... These seem very advanced for the... For the twenties, like these, a these little. are things that are still being used today. Uh, Nineteen twenty-eight, baloney, <laughs> <laughs> like phony baloney. It's just interesting. I, I, I don't think I gave the turn of the century folk enough credit, no. language-wise. Baloney. Nineteen twenty-eight. All right, here you go, Doug. Two thousand four. Let me get a drum roll. This is fantastic, by the way. This, this says a lot about Doug Turnbull. Uh, by the way, he was so damn young. 2004, he graduated high school. All right, Doug, the most popular slang word or phrase in 2004 is muffin top. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I once dated a girl. This was years ago. <laughs> and, you know, he'd give, like, cute little names, like, oh, baby, sweetie, yeah. honey, whatever. And for some reason, I, I wanted to call her muffin. Oh, what's up, muffin? But somehow, somehow it came out muffin top. Oh, oh no! And she got so mad. And she's like, "Cause you know what a muffin? For oh, those yeah. that don't know, yeah. explain what the muffin top is, Deb. It's like uh, when you wear wearing... your pants are a little bit too tight and things kind of roll over. Yeah, like the, the top of the muffin. Top of the Spills muffin. Over too, yeah, top bit. of the muffin. Yeah, and I call this girl muffin top. I think she broke up with me six minutes later. So Probably. Two thousand and four is the muffin top. Um, this is just amazing. Uh, let's see. So let's go back. To, let's go back to nineteen eighty one. 1981. 1981. Uh, Reagan's in office. Recovering. Dare. <laughs> What'd you say? Dare. The Dare program started. No, not, probably. The, not the Dare. 1981. Chill pill. Chill pill. Take a chill pill. That lasted yeah. deep. I, that, yeah, I don't know if it's still around. 90s. That went down in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, 1982. Um, buff. Describing a male's physique. Buff. He's buff. Figured that would have been around sooner than. Yeah, um, 1983, Beatbox. Here's one I remember, 1984, Major. 
Oh, that's oh, major, yeah. dude. That's major. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 1985, Radness, the state of being rad. I don't yeah. remember ever using that. I remember using rad, but yeah, not using rad. Radness. 1986. This is. A, did we already do this one? No. This is great. This I do remember. 1986, the most popular slang word or phrase was stud muffin. <laughs> so kind of like a muffin top. Yeah. Stud muffin. The 1987. <laughs> Couch surfing. Really? That's just sitting on the couch all day. I, I don't, that doesn't really, that's not a thing anymore, right? Now it's couch well, yeah, potatoes. Now it's Netflix. <laughs> yeah, now it's, yeah, exactly. Uh, 1988, the F bomb. More acceptable way of saying uh, the F word is the F bomb. Ah. That, that came to fruition in 1988. 1989 is trash talk. 1990, there you go, Longoria. Cool. Yeah, but it's go. but it's K E W L. Oh, uh, looking like at cool the, in the game. exactly the most famous slang phrases by year. Uh, Nineteen ninety two. This one you remember? Not <laughs> like when you'd say yeah. a joke, and, the, and then and Borat, of course, uh, really took that up the next level. Nineteen ninety three, da bomb uh, might point to da uh, bomb by Criss Cross uh, of Atlanta. Oh, okay. Hip hop artist. Nineteen ninety four. Benjamins. That's when the Benjamins mm. re- describing hundred dollar bills came into effect in nineteen ninety four. Nineteen ninety five. We mentioned as if nineteen ninety six. This is two straight years that Clueless impacted the slang. Whatever with the W. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 So <laughs> as if and whatever. Clueless. Huge impact on pop culture. All right. I'm gonna. Uh, I just want to talk about slang. What's cool now? K-E-W-L, and, and what was the big slang words uh, when you were uh, in a high school? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Still to come on the show, Brittany Tannenbaum from Access Atlanta. We're going to play Millennial Match Game in the second hour on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is the Mark Aram Show. Most popular slang word in 1932, Deb Green. Burp. Burp. B-U-R-P. <laughs> nice. That's when burp was uh, was coined. Uh, talking about slang words throughout the years on the Mark Aram Show, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Renee kicks us off in Canton. How are you, Renee? Hey, I'm good, Mark. How are you? Excellent. What's on your mind? So I get transferred to Denver in 97, and I'm uh, it's the bar restaurant atmosphere, and I'm conducting a uh, training class for this group of people in, in Denver, and this one guy looks at me and says, I feel you, and I'm like, you what? <laughs> I was really thrown off being a southerner from Atlanta and going to, out west to Denver. and I feel you. you know, yeah, that's definitely. And I feel you. I wasn't expecting that one. And what year was that, Deb? Uh, Renee? This was in 97. 1997. All right. 1997. Jiggy again was the uh, popular. But yeah, that I feel you. That, that's, I think, around the mid-90s is probably when that came about. Lee's up next on the program. Hello, Lee. Mark, how you doing? What's up, brother? <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so you ready for some swing, man? <laughs> I'm sorry? <laughs> you ready for some swing? I'm ready for some swing. Swing, swing. So, so a popular slang we used to say back in high school was uh, lit. You know what that means, lit? Oh yeah, absolutely. Every, that's still a word. <laughs> like lit is still still active. That is still active slang. Yeah, lit. And uh, what's what's another one we use a lot? Um, lame. When something's lit, we say someone's lame. Lame. Yes. Oh yeah, you're lame. Yeah, you're lame. See, that or had a different say, uh, that had a different connotation in the turn of the century. If something was if something was lame, means that like they were handicapped. 
or, or like a horse was lame or that person is lame. Speaking of one, 2005, faux shizzle, faux sheezy. <laughs> Thanks to, nice. uh, uh, yeah. I thought one, I thought he said, do you want to swing? Yeah. Oh. I was like, what's going on? What are you talking about, buddy? Um, David's in Norcross. David, welcome to the program. What's up, brother? Hey, uh, this guy I went to high school with, he used to say uh, in his voice, he'd say, dude, I'm hating it. I'm glad that never picked up. (laughs) That that would, uh, yeah. Because that's what he would say. He goes, I'm hating it. That was one of his slangs. And then um, I would say, yeah, you bet you're bippy. Again, another one. I'm glad. I'm uh, dude should have been, like just straight up dude. That that should be one of the. It's, I don't see it on the list here. What when do you you did dude? That had to be like 70s, 70s right? 80s, right? Fast times at Ridgemont High. That's where Longoria's mom picked yeah. it up. She's like, dude, what's up, dude? Go get a go get a chicken mini, dude. <laughs> Screw the kids. Go get go get some more chicken minis, dude. All right, we're gonna come right back talking about uh, slang words throughout the years. Still to come on the show. Uh, actor Aldous Hodge from the HBO show City on a Hill and a little millennial match game. 404-872-0750. This is the Mark Aram Show. Hi, this is Rob Reiner, and you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. Talking about slang words throughout history, this is Mark Aram with you till 8 in the p.m. Monday through Friday on WSB. You can listen while you're at home on the WSB radio app or Amazon Alexa. All right, so Longoria, cool. I I went through the list. Cool was the most popular slang phrase back in 1955. Oh, wow. I've been carrying that around for you, a while. You've been, yeah. Well, wait to keep on it on alive. That one. Here's November one. 5th, he, November 5th, 1955. November 5th, 1955. It's heavy, man. Um, <laughs> here's one that I never got on board with. 2002's most popular slang word, hella. Like, oh, sure. Like, it's hella oh. cool. I think oh, it started yeah. in Houston, Texas. Where uh, Randy from the digital desk joins us. How are you, Randy? I'm good, Markster, but as a fact, Hella came from California. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm I learned that. it in college from all my Cali friends. Okay. So, yes. Given that to No Doubt's Hella Good song. You think so? Yes. All right. You ain't no holla back girl. All right, so Randy, I wanted you to <laughs> get in here as, the, as a younger lady to give us perspective on what current slang is, because as you know, I'm I'm out of it, you know. You're kind of hip, Mark. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I'm still back in 1996. So if if you see a guy, let's say you and Deb are walking down the street, you're going to shop, you're going to Lenox Mall, and you see a really handsome dude, how do, how in 2019 do you sc- describe a really handsome guy? A really handsome guy? dude. Oh, he looking like a nice snack. A snack. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like that. What if you meet, uh, what if you go to a bar, a hookah bar? That, <laughs> he knows my thing. Yes, uh, that that really is whack. It's um, see, I said whack. That's that's like so old. But is it? Okay, I kind of use whack. But okay, go ahead. And 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 you go to your friend like, let's get out of here. This place is blank. Like, what what's a good slang word uh, for this place is not cool anymore? Or is there anything current? No, because I just would say like it's whack or it's dead. Dead it's, or it's dry boots. Dry booze. Boots. Oh, that's more of a um, LGBT friendly term. Dry boots. Yeah, like all right, yeah, all right, all right, yeah, yeah okay. boots. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we, don't, we don't, we don't, need to go any further than that. Okay, um, interesting. Um, all right, Randy, uh, is there any other uh, common phrases that we should know? Um, I know one of my favorites that I like to say. You know, man, stop all that capping. Capping. Why are you capping? Which means what? What am I doing? Well, let's, let me see if you can figure it out, Mark. Okay. So, Mark, um, you um, you may say, you know, Randy, I feel like I'm the, the nicest looking man at WSB. I'd be like, Mark, I stop capping. You. I agree with you on that. Oh, but, you agree? Well, yeah. capping would be lying. Oh, capping's lying. <laughs> All right. So, Parks. 
Gotcha. So capping means lying. Like, capping stop is lying. capping. Yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. Randy, good job. Thank hey, you for you know, that. A, l- a little razzle-dazzle trying to keep you guys in the know. I appreciate that. We'll catch you on Millennial Match Game soon. Um, Pickle joins us in Milton. Pickle, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. How are you? Hey, Mark. Everything's groovy, man. <laughs> groovy. Oh, that's got to be on the list somewhere, Deb Green. Where is it? It's got to be back from the 60s, right? I would imagine. Oh, yeah, yeah, groovy, 1965. That's, How about that's, that? That's back, that's back with the hippies when everything was far out. Gnarly. Here's one from 2001, Whale Tail. Oh yeah. Do you know what that? You know what that is, Deb? The the very. Oh, I'm, I of course I know what that is. I did, I did not know. Uh, well, you're not a girl. Well, it's it's like the thong that sticks out of the uh, the low cut jeans. Oh yeah. Yeah, you cap in Longoria. Uh, Rob's up next on the Mark Aram <laughs> Show. Hey Rob, what's going on, buddy? Hey Mark, happy Friday. How are you, my friend? R- right back to you, buddy. All right, so I'm going back because I'm old, 1983, and I'm not sure if we can say this on the radio, so I'm going to give you the uh, definition. Uh, the, the official term for a female dog, and you add I-N-G at the end. Not sure if you can say it on the radio. And yeah. Get you I th- I'm going to say it with it without the G. I think I could say it with the uh, I-N. But take the G up. You're correct. Yeah. Yes, that'd be correct. Bitchin'. Bitchin'. Yeah. So what year was that? You said 1980. 283 in high school. We used it all the time. So 1983, so. according to Deb's uh, research, the most popular slang phrase was beatbox, which was, the, I guess, I don't know, anyone, I guess it's a slang word. But Fat boys were big Yeah, then. well, I don't know who was big then. 1983, beatbox. Uh, 1978, pig out. Here's a great one in 1977. This is one of my favorite ones. That's the year I was born. What, what is it? Brewski. Brewski, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For beer, brewski. 1966, Deb Green. Most common popular slang, kegger. Classic party term coming from co- kegger. That's st- that's well, it was still alive when I was in college. I don't yeah, know if that's still I don't a thing now. Still now, but you cap in Longoria. <sighs> David's in Tucker. I so I use that so badly. What's going on, David? How are you, buddy? Ah, uh, Welk. Welks, buddy. Glad um, that never took off. Yeah, no preacher Welks. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, one term I think actually came and went because I think it was popular in the 30s when long haul trucking really came into vogue, and then it came back when I was in uh, the latter part of high school, mid 70s. Was uh, keep on trucking? That was also a title of a popular uh, song. Keep on trucking. Yeah, that was the 70s. The 70s yeah. thing. Yeah, I'm trying to look. Uh, let's see. Dorky was in 1970. That that was the most popular phrase in Dor- uh, Motorhead. 1974. Detox 1975, mm, guilt no guilt trip 1972. So there are some from the 70s. I don't see uh, I don't see that one though though Dave. Uh, Brian's up next on the Mark Aram show. Hey Brian. Hey Mark, how you guys doing? What's up, brother? Oh man, just all right. We lost just, him. We got to go to break anyway. Um, let me give you a couple more. Uh, Dorky 1970, Dorky. Um. Nitpicker, 1956. Boonies. This one's for Chuck. Oh, Boonies. Boonies. The Boondocks. 1954. <laughs> nice. Chuck lives out. In, I thought Chuck lived in the Boonies, but yeah, apparently he was on a, a third of an acre in downtown Whitefish, Montana. Totally blew away my whole vision of Chuck's childhood. Not a 900-acre uh, beet farm. <laughs> 900-acre. <laughs> but just a third of an acre in downtown Whitefish. All right, we're going to come back with more slang. 404-872-0750. Actor Aldous Hodge will join us later on in the broadcast. This is the Mark Aram Show.
Slaying in 1999 and 2000, the turn of the millennium, Deb Green. What is it? 1999, Bling. Oh, sure. And 2000, What's up? Oh, the Budweiser yeah. commercials. Terrible I'm Bud- glad that oh. died. Uh, Kathy's up on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Kath. Hi, Mark. How are you? Excellent. What's going on? Well, my heart still resides in the 80s. So I grew up in the early ages of hip-hop. So if something was good, it was either Funky Fresh or it was Def. Def, yeah. Def's not on this list. Here's one that, that was definitely um, alive before this, but it said 1998, Fat, P-H-A-T. Oh, yes. sure. But, but I was using that in 1993. I was, uh, I was Fat Lou. It just wasn't the most popular. Yeah, not the most popular. But yeah, Def, where is that Longoria on the list? I don't know. Charlie's in Gainesville. Charlie, what you got, buddy? Yeah, I graduated in 75, and if you did something really stupid or dumb, you were tripping. That's... But if you agreed with somebody, you were for real. Those are two very. I still use those, which which doesn't say that they're still hip. I'm just saying that <laughs> they're still they're still in use. Uh, Brian's up next on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Brian. Hey, Mark. How you guys doing? Excellent. What's going on? Good man. So I was I was born in 1986, so I can attest for the the stud muffin. <laughs> okay. High school in 2005, and we definitely used for shizzle. But uh, another where we used a lot was tight. If we liked something, I still use that. I still use that. Yeah, that's tight. Good job. That's the good job today, Longoria. That's tight. That's yeah, tweet. You capping? Did I already mess up the what she said? <laughs> Kinda. I think so. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Tamara is up next on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Tamara. Hey. Hello. Um. How about a word? Word. Since 1988. <laughs> That was, so uh, 1988 was F-bomb, but I think Word is definitely... Uh, uh, word and Word Up, maybe? Word, Word yeah. Up. Word to your mother. Was that uh, Vanilla Ice? <laughs> Vanilla uh, Ice. Let me just... 1980, Frizzy. 1981, Chill Pill. I don't know if I said that one. 1985, Rad or Radness. That is definitely... Uh, let's see. Uh, 1947, Artsy. 1945, Homer Simpson. Dope! Uh, 1941, Dreamboat. 1938, Fave. Wow, that's surprising. Yeah, Fave. Gramps, 1935. (laughs) Calling someone old was Gramps. Uh, 1931, Snazzy. Snazzy. Longoria, you look snazzy today. Yeah, you use it right. Um, When we come back, Aldous Hodge from City on the Hill. We'll talk to a dude from the Smithsonian, Brittany from Access Atlanta. we got a ton of stuff to do on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. Mark Aram show uh, heard Monday through Friday 6 to 8 p.m. It's been a long time since I've uh, been waiting to see a show that got me so amped up from the previews as uh, the show that is airing on Showtime City on a Hill. Joining us from the program, Aldous Hodge. Aldous, welcome to the Mark Aram show. How are you? I'm fantastic, man. Thank you for having me. I, I mean, the first time I saw the preview, I was like, OMG, this is this is like a show made for me. Nice, man. Nice. Dig it. It's, um, I mean, we have uh, stellar production quality, man. I think the first time that I saw 
the fully finalized pilot was in a theater with everybody and, you know, saw it on a 50-foot screen. It played like a movie, man. So, um, and that, I remember the first time I saw the pilot, I, I mean, the, the trailer for the pilot. I was so hyped. Brother, I was so hyped. <laughs> is that is that rare to, to be, like, that excited about a project, uh, a pilot project? Um, You're nervous, man. You're always nervous because, you know, you, you sign on to things with the hope and belief that you, you carry going into the project, the, the faith that you have, but there's so many moving parts that have to be put in place before you see a final product that you don't control. You know, there's sound mixing, editing, there's other actors, there's the writing changes, all this stuff that happens, but, you know, something that's really great about the team that we have is that everybody is bringing their A game, man, and that that's something that I think uh, gave me full confidence going into it. Didn't allow me to sit back and get too comfortable now, you know, but it gave me a lot of confidence knowing that we still had a lot of work to do. But I feel like we just have, you know, I think we met the expectations that we had going in, and and even to a degree we exceeded them. So I'm really happy with that. As a born and bred Yankees fan, I like any show that bad things happen in Boston. So that that right off front, that's a good appeal for me. <laughs> Man, well, <laughs> I also probably dig the fact that my character Nikosi Waters from Brooklyn. So. Exactly right. Exactly. But and and your character, um, you know, I've only seen the first episode, but uh, it, it looks like there's an early realization. I don't want to give too many spoilers away, but there's an early realization that your character needs to, you know, get his hands dirty in this situation. Very much so. Um, he comes to Boston, you know, trying to fight the good fight the right way. But, you know, he stands on a high hill top of morals. Um, Boston, not so much when it comes to the characters he's dealing with, primarily uh, Kevin Bacon's character, Jackie Rohr, who is a corrupt FBI agent. And, you know, of course, he learns the ropes a little bit. He realizes that these guys play by different rules. They're not afraid to get their hands dirty. So in order to play against them, he can't be afraid to get his hands dirty either. Talking to uh, Aldis, who's in uh, City on a Hill on Showtime. You mentioned it stars Kevin Bacon. You know, I'm thinking of other uh, Boston-centered crime kind of uh, dramas. The Departed comes to mind, the, the Whitey Bulger story. I mean, there's a lot of deep history of, of you know, corruptness going on in, in the Boston area. Right. Yeah, man. Um, also, the town. Um, oh, yeah, the town with uh, Ben Affleck. Yeah, exactly. Ben, Ben, who's also you know one of our executive producers, and honestly, uh, the town may have uh, fueled or sparked some some inspiration for the show because uh, the idea initially started forming in Ben's head for the show. You know, he took a few elements from the town and said, "I want to just explore these a little bit more." Plus, also, you know, a few other inspirations that came to him to kind of formulate this idea. And then he tossed it off to our creator, Chuck McLean, who wrote the whole thing. And he, you know, fully layered up all of these characters and he did a really beautiful job with it. So, you know, I, I, we, we kind of have to thank the town a little bit. You know? <laughs> that was a great movie. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. We have a good, good, strong team that's leading the charge. I got to ask you about uh, Mr. Bacon. Uh, I'm, assu- I'm assuming once he's attached to the show, that puts a lot of uh, your, your worries at ease. I mean, th- this guy's been around for decades and just been been doing steady amazing work for a long time right yeah absolutely i mean um let me see i think to my recollection i remember i feel like i was i was the first cast member cast and then i remember they were tossing around a few options for you know who they thought jackie Roar could be but then when it came to kevin it kind of just stopped there and i and i was like is he really actually going to do this? Like, if he does, that's going to be cool as hell. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that that takes it to a whole nother level. And, 
you know, it played out that it just happened to work that way where, you know, he, he fully embodied Jackie Rohr uh, to, to a T. I mean, he's so fun to watch for me personally on screen. And I said this many times before, I'll say it again, I'm really excited for the audience to get to see him play this kind of role because I don't think that this is something they're used to. He, he uh, was uh, he was in a he was in Mystic River, right? That was also set in, in uh, Massachusetts. So I mean, he's familiar with with the landscape. Yeah, yeah, he's played a Boston character a, a few good times, which is why he has the accent down pat. All this, I'm excited for the show. I want folks to watch it. Showtime, City yeah, man, on a Showtime, Hill. Showtime Sundays, nine o'clock. Get to it. Now I heard you're in Atlanta. So why am I doing this on the phone? What's what's going on? You were in the I station. I was in Atlanta. Oh, you right were. now I'm in Miami, man. Oh. We've been pushing with this. Uh, this press tour for the show, so we've been going from city. To, we've been in a different city every night for the last like four nights. Benvenido a Miami. You were you were in the station yesterday. Sources are telling me in my in my radio station, and I missed you, so I apologize for that. Yeah, no, I wish I would have seen you, brother. All this appreciate it, bud. Uh, good luck with the show. Hopefully, we get you on soon. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thanks. Joining us now on the Mark Aram Show from the Smithsonian National Museum of Natural History, researcher Bruce Beeler. Bruce, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. How are you? Mark, good morning. It's great to be here. I am honored to talk to someone from the Smithsonian, my favorite museum of all time and the cluster museums up at our nation's capital. And uh, why I have you on, this is not how I thought I'd get my first Smithsonian interview. Uh, You're not here to talk about um, paintings or statues or historical artifacts, but uh, the best vacation spots on the East Coast of the United States. If if you like nature. So, I'm, uh, yeah, well, you know, I love the museums, and I am happy to talk to you about the museums. Uh, but uh, let's talk a little bit about nature uh, uh, right now because, you know, end of spring is kind of, is this the first day of uh, summer? Summer is here, my friend, yeah. The summer solstice and all the glories that summer brings. And uh, there's so many things out there that uh, many of us, many of your listeners, have, you know, forgotten about. That's nature. You know, birds, uh, the singing frogs, the flower, wildflowers, all the trees, you know, all you know, uh, leafing out. This is the time of year to really take those in and add that to our uh, quiver, shall we say. I've, I've uh, interestingly enough, Bruce, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned birds because I've increasingly uh, become wanting to become a, a birder. Um, I just, I love the birds here in Atlanta. I live right near Peachtree Creek, and I see amazing birds every day. Um, so I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the birds. Uh, you know, from driving distance from Metro Atlanta, um, where can we see some great nature out there? You know, really in every direction. A lot of it has to do with the season. So right now the birds are nesting. Of course, they've been nesting for the last month or more. And so you can look in your backyard. Uh, there are lots of green spaces around. You know, little, it could be a county park. It could be a state park. Uh, you know, it might be a national forest. Um, those are places just to get to and give give birds a chance to, you know, to find you, really. There are lots of places out there. If folks haven't made summer vacation plans yet, are there any uh, hot spots nature-wise on the East Coast you could recommend? Well, you know, right now I'm on holiday at the beach in Delaware, and uh, it's, you know, we do this every year, my family, and you have the beach, you know, you, you've got, you know, you've just got a lot of re- relaxation time. And then you just, again, throw in nature. You can, you can take in nature on the beach. You're watching the por- porpoises go by. Just the last couple of days have been these big reefs of little tiny Manhattan fish called bunker. Thousands and thousands of fish out there in the shore making, you know, making havoc. And the terns and the gulls are overhead chasing them. And then if you look up a little higher, 
there's going to be an osprey or two with a fish in its claws, a big fish in this case. Um, and, you know, we love that. Our whole family gets into it, and we relax, but we also take in nature. So I would say, you know, if you're in Atlanta, uh, you know, head towards the shore. You know, there are a lot of beautiful shore, uh, either, you know, the Sea Islands, uh, you know, get down to Savannah. Uh, there are a lot of places down there with some beautiful uh, shoreline that is not only fun to go to, uh, the whole family loves it, but there's a lot of nature there, too. Yeah, one of the best things about going to the Georgia Shore, uh, the Savannah, the Tybee Island, the Sea Islands, are are the uh, excursions you can take. You know, if you're a kayaker, there are great kayak excursions you can take into the marshlands and, and really uh, get that full nature experience along the Georgia coast. There's so much there because... You know, you've got the, the ocean side, which is one thing's going on, and then on the back side in the marshes, you know, you've got alligators and all sorts of, you know, creepy crawlies in there. Uh, you've got great fishing. Uh, so it doesn't just have to be bird watching. There's a lot going on. And, you know, I love, like, I've, you know, my, what we've gone down and, and uh, had vacations in Jekyll Island. That's magnificent. Oh, yeah. Cumberland Island, which I think is a, is that a national seashore? I'm not yes, sure. Yes, it is. But uh, beautiful. Just the... We've camped out on Cumberland Island. That is magnificent. And a lot of these places are forgotten. Some are not as easy to get to as others. But once you get there, you fall in love with these places. Bruce Beeler from the Smithsonian. Such an honor to have you on, uh, my friend. If folks want to get more information online about your research, your work in the Smithsonian, where can we find you online? Well, you can, you know, I would just go to Google and put in my name, Bruce M. Beeler, and a bunch of stuff will pop up, including a website. And, of course, the book, Natural Encounters, Biking, Hiking, and Birding Through the Seasons, Yale is offering that. And, of course, Amazon will have it. So I think, you know, I encourage them order that uh, today. Tell, tell us the book name again. Natural Encounters, Biking, Hiking, and Birding Through the Seasons. All right. I'm going to pass on the biking and hiking, but I'll definitely bird. I'm a, I'm a lazy, I'm a lazy <laughs> outdoor guy. Uh, Bruce, it's been Good awesome enough. having you on. Enjoy your summer. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Mark. Great to talk to you. The Mark Aram Show on WSB. All right, joining us on the show now, a Friday staple of the Mark Aram Show from our pals at Access Atlanta, the lovely Brittany Tannenbaum. Britt, what's going on, buddy? Good evening. How, how are you? Happy how Friday. Are you? Happy Friday. Longest Shabbat week shalom. ever. Shabbat shalom. It's always you. the longest week ever. No, this was especially long <laughs> for some reason. I don't know what's going on. I'm exhausted. Uh, I probably won't be out doing much around Metro Atlanta this weekend, but... Apparently, uh, there's some cool stuff, including something going on at the Fox Theater that yes, folks might be interested in. Absolutely. So the fabulous Fox Theater um, is presenting the play Come From Away. And this is a New York Times critic's uh, best pick. It takes you into the heart of a remarkable true story of 7,000 tra- stranded passengers in the small town in Newfoundland that welcomed them. I said that correctly, yeah, correct? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, it's supposed to be an amazing uh, play. It's going on all throughout this weekend. I've had multiple people tell me that it is just a heartwarming uh, play and story, and you'll be crying, and it's wow. it's, it's an awesome thing to go check out. And anything out. at the Fox, to me, is fantastic. Absolutely. Like, any excuse to go I was to the in Fox. the Nutcracker in second grade. I think that's when I peaked. <laughs> nice. In my, uh, in my ballet uh, so career. So it was like seven years ago? It was young. seven years ago. <laughs> right, exactly. And I remember my mo- so I ha- so they had a a course in teaching 
the mothers how to do the hair because mm-hmm. it had to be in ringlets. Gotcha. So I had to sleep in rollers, oh, wow. then wake up, go to school, have my hair in a hairnet like a lunch lady. <laughs> Kids love that. And it was amazing. I mean, it was one of the highlights of my, of I my life. I actually sleep in rollers as well. I believe it. Yeah, I mean, that hair, curls. how do you get it looking that good? I actually good? need a haircut tomorrow. I'm going to get <laughs> one tomorrow. So I can't go to the Fox. I'm going to get a haircut. And uh, for the folks, I don't... Uh, like Margaritas, but I know they're very popular around town. What's going on with Margaritaville? Yes, so Margaritaville is over at Lanier Islands, and it is just basically a beach. You've got uh, water uh, water sports, a tiki bar, places to just chill and eat, and then kind of water slide, whole action thing. So it's really something for everyone, and you can spend the entire weekend there. You can spend the entire day um, so you can go check that out. If you can't make it to the Fox for a performance of Come From Away, go go get your chill on over at uh, Margaritaville. Uh, July 4th coming up next week. You have you have big plans? What are you I will be the- eating crab on the beach in Hilton Head. Wow. You've already reserved the crab. You we said, go- <laughs> I want a crab. My favorite place in Hilton Head is Hudson's. Mm-hmm. Hudson's on the river, I think it is, and they just have a gorgeous patio. And it's just, it's so nice there. We've been going there forever. Yeah. So that is... That's where I'll be. I hear you're going to Vegas. I'll be playing the World Series of Poker on our nation's birthday. Wish me luck. Good luck. Mazels, (laughs) I hope you win big. Bring it back to the fam and share the wealth, man. Will do. Uh, Brittany, have a great 4th of July. All this available on WSBTV.com. And where can we find you on social media? Yes, at AccessATL on the gram. And what about your personal gram? Let's get your followers up. At Britt Elise. B-R-I-T-T-I-L-I-S-E. We'll talk to you in two weeks, buddy. Yeah. Take care. We'll continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram, Facebook Mark Aram WSB on the Nifty 750. Hey, this is Rosie Perez, and you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. Uh, he's packed in the animals two by two, ox, camel, and a kangaroo. Packed him in that ox so tight, I couldn't get no sleep that night. Roll the dust, chip and ham, tell me I've got a master plan. This is the Mark Aram Show. We're going to kick things off with Millennial Match Game. Let's play Millennial Match Game. Joining us in studio, two of my favorite millennials. We've got uh, Christina, who used to work here at uh, WSB. So intern Christina, welcome back to the show. How are you, darling? My Greek goddess. I am doing great, Mark. Thank you for having me. My pleasure, always. And uh, playing for his first time, it's intern Jake, who we're now going to refer to as uh, Millennial Jake in this game. Um, Or as Alex Williams says, uh, the intern from Kramerica in Seinfeld. You remember uh, the intern in Seinfeld? (laughs) What was his name? Uh, Darren. Darren, yes. You might be intern Darren before the end of the show. All right, so we got Christina and Jake, the millennials in studio. Playing with them uh, is Chris. Welcome to the show. Chris, how are you, sir? Hey, wonderful. How are you? Excellent. Thanks for joining us for Millennial Match Game. You'll be squaring off against Darren. What's going on, Darren? Hello. Not the Darren from Seinfeld. Not the Darren from Seinfeld. Maybe the Darren from Bewitched. Why do I say that? (laughs) We're going to be playing TV show theme songs. So, Christina and Jake, I'm going to be playing uh, TV show theme songs from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. It's up to the callers to determine whether or not you will know. That's the game. Very simple. Um, Chris is going to play with Christina because that's easy for me to remember. Darren's going to be playing with Jake. So I will play these theme songs, and then Chris and Darren just have to guess whether or not the millennial will know what TV show it is from. Remember, folks, when in doubt, 
the millennial doesn't know. All right, let's get things started <laughs> off. Ladies first. Uh, Chris, will lovely Christina know what television show theme song this is? All right, I know that TV show uh, theme song. You probably do as well. Will uh, lovely Christina, millennial Christina, know what TV show that is from? Oh, absolutely not. You say absolutely not. I'm with you. Christina, what TV uh, theme show is that? Oh, gosh. Something Hawaii Five-O. Something. Ooh, ooh, go with that. Hawaii Five-O. Hawaii Five-O! <laughs> Is no not way. it. It's third rock from the oh sun. Oh, my God. It's third rock from the sun. All right, so Chris gets a point. It's that easy. The mill- that was a good guess, though, because it had kind of like a little, a little island theme. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Millennial Jake's up now with Darren. Darren, will Millennial Jake know what TV show theme song this is from? Don't know about the future. That's anybody's guess. Ain't no good reason for getting all depressed. Buy up your pad and pencil. I give you a piece of my mind. Very lyric-centric uh, theme song uh, there. Uh, what do you think, Darren? Will Millennial Jake know what TV show that's from? Not a chance. Not a chance. I am 100% with you. How old are you, by the way, Jake? You're 21, right? 21. All right. Uh, any any idea what this theme song was? Is it MASH? It's, not, it's a hell of a guess. <laughs> no, close. It's a one-word title. It's Blossom. Very similar show to MASH, though. Very similar show to MASH. All right, so Darren gets a point. Deb, let's go to the scorecard. What's the score right now? All after tied one up round? at one-to-one. One. Tied up one-to-one. One. All right, here we go. Back on Chris and Christina. Uh, Chris, will Christina the Millennial know what TV show this theme song is from? Ooh, quick yes out of there uh, for Chris. Christina. You want to hear a little more of it? Yes, All right. please. <laughs> Hard rocking theme. Doesn't get much better than that. I, um, oh man. I'm going to say some Frankenstein show or something. All right, go, give me, give me a little more. Frankenstein show. You're actually on the right, on the Am right I really? road. Yes. Oh my God, that was, think out of, of that genre. Think of, um, some other horror, um, uh, it's not Rocky Horror. Oh, my gosh. No. Oh, it's not. Scary TV shows. Monster TV shows. We monster were... Mash or something. It is Monster. No, Monster Mash isn't a TV show. Oh, that was God. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> oh, my God. I should have known. That's all right. So no point for Darren or for Chris. Chris actually thought that uh, in, uh, Millennial Christina would get that. So no point. I'm all right. Sorry. That means, Darren, uh, you can take the lead with uh, Millennial Jake if you can predict whether he knows this TV show theme song. You say no way. I'm with you, uh, Darren. I don't think uh, Millennial Jake knows this at all. Jake, you want to guess the TV show there? Um, Dick Van Dyke show. (laughs) You got you got a name. You got a name. It's a name show, but it's not Dick Van Dyke. That was in the '50s in black and white. This Drew Carey show. The Drew Carey show. All right. So Darren gets the point. Millennial match game. Let's go to the scoreboard. Dead green. What's the score right now? Uh, Chris and Christina at one. Jake and Darren at two. All right. Again, millennial match game. TV show theme songs. Two of the finest millennials in all of Metro Atlanta. Millennial Christina and Millennial Jake playing with Chris and Darren. All right. uh, Chris and Christina are up. Chris, 
Will Millennial Christina know what television show this theme song is from? It's a rare condition this day and age. Very popular show. I know it. I'm pretty sure Chris knows it. But Chris, will Millennial Christina know this TV show theme song? Yes, but I'm going to have to go with no. You say no. Uh, no. Christina, what do you think, buddy? <laughs> no faith. I don't blame you, Chris. I'm playing a little more of it for you. You know this song. I know I you know it. I know this song. Yeah. It sounds like the Full House theme song, but it's not. God, I sound like such a millennial. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Mark. Take I'm, a shot. I'm going to... I can't even think of any. Days right. go by. I have no idea. Days go by <laughs> oh, no. is not the show. It's Family Matters. Family oh, my. Matters. Never, never saw that one. All right, Chris gets the point. What's the? We're tied up, Deb Green, two to two here. All right, let's go, uh, Darren and Millennial Jake. This is a tough one. Again, Jake's only 21 years young. Will he know what television show this theme song is from? A lot of, lot of faith Darren has in Millennial Jake. I believe in you. I believe. I Listen, this is the easiest one we've done, but oh. he's, he's a kid. He's 21 years old. Well, you know, I'm kind of insulted. This is literally my favorite show of all really? time. Really? Yeah. What is it? It's Friends. It is oh, Friends. Yeah, absolutely. Come on. I, I, thought, I thought a 21-year-old might not even know. Isn't Friends, it like mad popular gosh. on Netflix right now? I think Friends yeah. ended 20 well, years Nick ago. And, Nick at Night I started watching in seventh oh, Nick grade. At you night. respect the classics. Nick at Night on I Friends? Know. Really? The, yeah. <laughs> the two most popular shows on Netflix right now are Friends and The Office, which is yeah. unbelievable. All right, what's the score, Deb Green? Right, Chris and Christina has two, and Jake and Darren are up with three. All right, let's go back to uh, Chris and Christina. Christine is so mad she did not I'm get so, that one. I would have gotten so that one, So mad Chris. you did not get that one. All right, here we go, Chris. Will uh, Christina, the millennial, know what television show this is from? All right, say it again, Chris. Did you say yes? You say yes. Wow. I would have gone 180 on that. <laughs> this this is... It's a Hail Mary. It's a Hail Mary. All right. Christina, it's a very popular theme song, but you, there's no words to help you out. There's nothing... To, it's an older show. Uh, nice instrumental. A very piano, good instrumental, yeah. Nice family show. I'm well... Feeling, oh, maybe not. <laughs> um, you know, maybe a soap opera. <laughs> it's Going it's, out on a whim. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh man, this is a really tough one. I'm gonna give you three. No, I'm not even gonna give it to you. You're not. You're not gonna get this. I wish you would have given me friends because I would have I'm gonna known bet that. you. You don't even. You've never even heard of the show. That was Hill Street Blues. I would Yeah, never. Hill Street Blues. All right. I don't know what you were thinking there, Chris. Remember, <laughs> when in Thank doubt, you, Chris. the millennial doesn't know. Ooh, we gotta turn that down. All right, here we go. Uh, it is time. This is uh, this is big. Darren and Jake can take a commanding lead here. Deb Green, uh, Darren, will millennial Jake know what television show this theme song is from? No, I don't think so. I don't even know what that one would have been. Really? So I'm, yeah, I'm gonna say uh, no, Jake. Uh, there's no chance. I don't think you know this one, but 
You want to take a shot? Well, this is good. Darren and I have a good rapport here because he's riding with the right answers yeah. because I guess I love Lucy That's a one. That's a good guess. That's a good guess. It, uh, because it's a show that, yeah, no. Uh, Knott's Landing. <laughs> it's a very mom a, show. Knott's Landing. That's a tough one. I, I would not have gotten Knott's Landing. All right, what's the score, Deb Green? All right, Chris and Christina still at two. Jake and Darren leading the way with four. Four points. So right. a two-point lead for uh, Darren over Chris, but... We can overtake that. You guys can overtake that, Chris and Christina, as we play the final segment of Millennial Match Game. When we come back on the Mark Aram Show on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram, Facebook, Mark Aram, WSB. Let's play Millennial Match Game. All right, final segment of Millennial Match Game. Uh, Darren and Millennial Jake with a commanding lead over uh, Chris and Christina. So it's Chris and Christina. You have to get three in a row to win this. Already, Christina? All right, Chris, you ready to go? Oh, absolutely. All right, we're going to give you three in a row. you got to get all three. Will Christina know what television show featured this famous theme song? Again, you need three in a row to win this game. Another nice, beautiful instrumental. This is one of my favorite shows. I love this show. But I, it doesn't matter what I know, though, Chris. Will Christina, the millennial, know what TV show that is? Yeah, how old is Christina? Christina, how old are you, darling? 27. 27 years young. So I'm 34, and I know this. Really? Yeah. Mm. I, I, I want to say yes, but I'm going to go with no. Yeah, hell yeah, you go no. God, Come on. Christina, what show is that? Little House on the Prairie. Very good guess, but no, that is uh, that's Newhart. Newhart. All right, so you get the point, Chris. We're gonna do one more to see if you can tie this up. Um, all right, will Christina, Millennial Christina, know what television show this is from? All right, we're running out of time. Yes or no? What do you think, Chris? No. You you say no, Christina. Any guess on that? I have no idea. Yeah, that's a no. All right, so we're tied up um, for the win. Real quick. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Darren, will Jake know what television show this is from? That's all I'm giving. What do you think? He'll, no. You say no. Can I get a little bit more? Nope. We're out, we're out of time. <laughs> the Brady Bunch. It was uh, Quantum Leap. All right, you know what? Uh, Darren and Jake win, but we're going to yeah. give them both gifts. What do yeah, they win, Darren? You're Green? both going to go check out Dirk's Bentley at Ameris Bank Amphitheater on Friday, June 14th. There you go. Chris right. and Darren, you guys were fantastic <laughs> playing with the Millennials. Uh, hang tight, news, weather, and traffic next. Thanks to the Millennials, Jake and Tina. This Thank is the you. Mark Aram Show. Thank you, Mark. Go to sleep, you little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. 
Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.